just like the common European freshwater perch, we're bass. Shit! <laughs> God, we're, I meant we're back with another episode. What are we even doing? Close enough. Yeah. Common freshwater perch. I say. looked up the definition of bass. Yeah. That was the first thing that came up. That's shocking to me. I thought it would have been like, you know, large mouth, small mouth. Any number of fish similar to or related to the perch is the other hmm. is the other definition of. Did these. not know that. Yes. Learned something new every day. Yeah. I um, little trip into the how I come up came up with this intro. I used to enjoy a good uh, day bass fishing. Hmm. See, I think I caught a bass once. Yeah. I was a bluegill catcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluegill. Cannibals. You know that? I did not. Yeah. So if you catch one, you're actually more likely to catch more because they smell the bluegill on the hook or, you know, whatever you're using. Yeah, yeah what are you doing? You, you, hold on. Guys, Brady almost just made like a, a catastrophic error. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little. By thirsty, the way, hang on. But we haven't even finished the intro. Yeah, yeah, we, we have to get into that, though. Also, these people listening for the first time somehow on this episode don't even know who we are. I am Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, also known as the last survivor of Jonestown, being joined, as always, by... Uh, Damien Deschain. Don't try to follow Otherwise it. known as Brayden. Don't. Otherwise known don't. as... Just don't. The 35th person to trip on the little slats that we have on the front of our doors in Menards today. The 35th person to trip. Fair enough. Don't know how I feel about your counting. But yeah, so God. Braden almost made... Dude, okay. I, I Let me explain a, a what's going through my okay, error. Hold on. Let, me, let me explain what's going through my Not head. Not a visual medium. Let me explain what's going through my head. First of all, I've been hitting the pen a little bit. Of course. I didn't address it on the last episode because I feel like we addressed it on every episode. Sure. So I didn't. You'd have one? Is there a trick to this? No? It's the same... Tom, I need you to understand. It's the same pen. There's never been a button on it. I don't understand. So. It's just a different cart. So. You just suck. You just suck. I don't need you to insult me on No, the air. I mean, you just. All you do is suck. That was too good to not do. All you do is suck. I, stop insulting me. <laughs> no, the only thing. <laughs> The only thing you have to do with this pen is just suck. Okay. Thank you for explaining it to me. And not I don't even remember what I was. Okay, what I was going through my head. Okay, I'm I've been I'm a little penned up, right? So I'm hot. I was thirsty, and the can that I had left over from last episode was empty. So I was right. like, oh, of course, I'll get another one. I go to open the can, and I lock eyes with Tom. And I'm like, wait a minute! And now this is this is 30 seconds ago. This yeah, is like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're recording at this point, guys. <laughs> the the look that I gave Braden as he reached to open this can, a, a look of terror on my face has on, that, that's only happened a few times before in my life. Once when caught in the course of a charging rabid pig. And the other, maybe the first time I ever rode a roller coaster. I don't know if I've been more terrified. <laughs> It was it, yeah 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 I don't I wasn't thinking, and I apologize. 
And it's the funniest thing about it is that no one would have known unless you had said something. I, you, bro, you reached for that can, and I thought to myself, "I was my so, god, I, yeah, dude, I was, I'm just, I was just a little thirsty." That's okay. We're it's fine. It's fine. But it's fine. We haven't even introduced the show, so we can't do the undercard yet. No, well, I mean, or we can't do the opening bell yet. We are back with another episode of What Are We Even Doing? We haven't said that yet. We got on a diet drive you had your bass. Whole, you had your whole bass thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. We're back with another episode of What Are We Even Doing? Which, honestly... What are we even doing? Fucking up the opening bell, apparently, <laughs> is what I'm doing. God damn. I haven't done that yet. I mean, no one's done that yet. At no point has that happened. Exactly. But you know what? If you're thirsty, so am I. Well, that was a little mistimed. Yeah. I gotta clip my nails. Uh, that was a little mistimed, man. What do we do? We had a little action. I'm so it's my fault. I got to clip my nails. Uh guys, at your desk, right? I don't have a desk. There's a desk right there. Mm, I guess legally that's a desk. I'd call it more of a fancy table. What do you mean? <laughs> it has a little place for your computer tower to be. It's also not mine. We've had this conversation before. We actually have had this exact conversation before because I ended up saying what's yours is hers. Yeah, I guess. Wait. (laughs) What's hers is yours. Mm, Yeah. Uh, But also, no. Um, What? Clipping nails in the shower. All right, fine. So, folks, we're here today to talk about a monumentous event. Yes. In the main event. Before we get to that monumentous main event. Mm Mm-hmm. You got anything you want to talk about on this undercard? You got any flyer like we, shit? I you got any like news? We need, we need to talk a little bit. How was your day at work today? Well, man, I got to tell you, um, I got to have Memorial Day off. Now, this was a last-minute call by the boss. It was, you know what? Today, at that point being Sunday, sucks. We're closing tomorrow for Memorial mm. Day. And I said, you know what? Good call. You know Why? Because we're short-staffed, and I guarantee you a good chunk of the staff that you schedule are going to call in and claim that they're sick on Memorial Day when they ain't sick. Yeah. Uh, I had one of the best days I've had in a long time on a Memorial Day. Uh, I was taking a little bit easy to recover from a concussion that I recently got. Which I don't even know. How, how did that happen? Uh, it was uh, the most super kick you've ever seen. Okay. And I have rewatched the footage, and it's not comfortable. Um, Oof. Yeah. Uh, so any hoot, took that Memorial Day, spent the whole day with the missus, we went to the gym together, we did some shopping together, uh, I put up my kiddie pool, helped her build a, uh, a box garden, I think you would call it, like it's basically like a small garden yeah. on legs in a box. Now, Tom, why didn't you get the giant cattle trough? Alright, so let me smarten everybody up this way. <laughs> So I sent this question out to a lot of people on my Snapchat to get get some weigh in. We're out shopping at Rural King. You haven't been to a Rural King? It's fucking awesome. You should go. Don't care what your lifestyle is. You should go to Rural King. They got these cattle troughs. And I want one. I want one real bad. But I want a metal one. Yeah. Well, they don't have any metal ones that are big enough. Mm-hmm. I would have to be, like, uncomfortable sitting. I want one of these, by the way, to sit in. I want to fill it with water and I want to sit in the water. Anyways, I get there, and they got this big fucking black plastic thing 
And it's less money than the metal ones, right? Yeah. And so I send out this message to a lot of my friends, and I go, do I really pull the trigger and spend this money and buy this cattle trough to fill with water and ice and sit in in the summer? And you know what? Here's the thing. I love my friends. Every single person that I sent that message to, they all said yes. See? And I didn't do it yet. God. Now here's the thing. That there's a yet. Storage is an issue. Because <laughs> when it comes, give me out. Because I had an idea. And okay. I sent it to you in the group chat, and I think it would fall. You want me awesome. to put that thing on my roof in the winter? What? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking take this thing, right? This thing. Mm-hmm. You you build a fucking wooden frame around it. But that's just a pool. Yeah, hold on now. Maybe that's what you want, dude. You put frickin' the lights in the corners. I would love to have a pool. If you wanted it. Or just buy a fucking pool. That's my other option. Yeah, But to this one, just let's explore this for a second. You put the fucking solar lights in the corners, right? And you got this wooden... Like, it's got a little platform on it. Some might call it a deck. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a deck around (laughs) it. Yeah. And it's it's got full walls around it, too. It looks like a block, and then you got the fucking trough in the middle, right? You get a little door on the side, yep. and you got your tap there. You can empty out the water. You, got, you empty out yeah. the water so you can put fresh water in there. And then you close the door, no one even knows that that's there. Hmm. That was my Not idea. a bad idea. It yeah. really isn't. Uh, it also reminded me so much of this uh, gag on uh, 30 Rock when these guys are trying to invent the best microwave, hmm. and they keep... You know, well, what about this? What about, I can't fit a turkey in that microwave, buddy. And they keep like, you know, oh, we got to make it bigger. Yeah, but now the door's not structurally stable. Oh, uh, let's make the door smaller, but there's more of them. Yeah, you know, and they keep <laughs> go, and it keeps coming back and forth, blah, 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 until finally it gets to the point where it's like, all right, it's on wheels in case we have to move it because of the, you know, massive weight, but that's still going to be hard to pull. we got to add a small combustion engine. The guy goes, brilliant idea. A car? It's a car. We've just designed a car. And they show the blueprints, and it's literally just like a drawing of, like, a Fisher-Price car labeled <laughs> microwave. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but I did put up my kiddie pool. Um, it's good. Have you used it? Yep. Yep. Sat in it yesterday. Uh, by the time that... All of the work was done on Memorial Day. I got pretty fucking deep into the Natter Days. Yeah, yeah. Had How many? Me about 15. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Are you um, training for this summer? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. We should have a run. Dun. We should have a run dun, series. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, a running like, series. Okay. On like a YouTube channel or whatever, where we document your journey my, my to goal. thirty natter days <laughs> in a day. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so at the the last Rocket Pro show, we made our typical stop at Checkers afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, me and Connor got on this Simpsons esque joke of who could eat the most Big Bufords. Yeah. <laughs> I said, man, I would love to recreate shot for shot this joke from The Simpsons, but it's us and Checkers, where it's 
Connor, for no reason, is sneaking into my house on the ceiling with suction cups on his hands and feet. And I come walking in with a bag from Checkers and sit down at the island and just go, Mmm, 64 Big Bufords. 64? <laughs> 63? And then, like, you do the time-lapse thing where it gets dark and gets light again. And it's just me sitting at the island going, Two... How? One. Meg comes out of the bedroom. Babe, did you stay up all night eating Big Bufords? And I'm just sitting there going, I think I'm blind. Connor falls off the ceiling, gets up and walks out. <laughs> That's the payoff? Yeah. Why? That's uh, kind of what it is in The Simpsons. I just love That's the cool. idea of, did you stay up all night eating Big Bufords? Big, beautiful, busty, bodacious, beautiful... Bootylicious Bufords. Bootylicious Bufords. We got on a real tangent of bees that night. Yeah, we did. Folks, I'm in a chair, not the bed this time. He's sitting with more uh, comfort. Confidence. Oh, big time, dude. Yeah. Having a back on, on, on a, a back chair. rest. No. You call it a back rest? Yeah, I do. I call it a seat back. <laughs> what? Or a back to the seat, which is I was what I was about to say before you, you said back rest. A back to the seat. Yeah. Having a back to my seat. You have a back to the seat too? No. Back to the seat three, never be knocked backing. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, what do you got for this undercard? I don't think I've seen any wrestling lately unless I talked to you about that weird Fatal 4-Way I watched that one time. You did not. Eddie, Booker T, um, Taker, and JBL, I think. Hmm. Fatal 4-Way on SmackDown, or on Armageddon, Armageddon, 04. Weird. I think it was for the championship, but I can't remember. That's... Very strange. Armageddon. I remember Booker, really Eddie, liking... Booker, Eddie, Taker, and who? Uh, JBL. Huh. I have no I remember really liking that match, but I can't... I, let me look up exactly what the frick it is, so I don't lie. Okay, well... Did you hear me say frick right there? Yeah. Did you hear me say frick? Jesus. While you're looking that up, I'll talk about something, because I actually made some notes for some stuff to talk about on the undercard. Um, this has nothing to do with wrestling. I watched Copland, directed by James Mangold, who also did Logan. Mm. Uh, mm. And uh, 310 to Human and a multitude of other really good movies. Uh, Copland stars Sylvester Stallone, and it's the only time he's ever been a good actor. Okay. He is genuinely awesome in this movie. Cool story, great fucking setup and everything. There's a lot of famous actors in it. Love that Ray Liotta is in it, recently passed away, R.I.P. Dig it, dig it, dig it. Please, if you haven't seen it, watch Copland. Um, hey. I also, My name is Rocky Balboa. <laughs> but it's not that. It's seriously not. I it's, love it. it's It's the only time where I've ever been like, oh my god, Sly Stallone is an actor. <laughs> um, I also, because everyone in the world put it over, sought out and made sure to watch, because I didn't get to see it uh, live on television, Hangman Page versus Konosuke Takeshita. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Um, from Dynamite a couple weeks ago. It is so awesome. Uh, Takashita, or... No, I think it's Ta Takeshita. Takeshita, that's it. Yeah, Takeshita. Takeshita is so good. 
He's so fucking awesome. That match absolutely fucking ruled. Did not disappoint. Loved it. Seek it out. Bitch. <laughs> I felt like it needed a bitch at you the bitch. end. You bitch. You bitch. Seek it out, you bitch. Seek Come it out. Skate. Takashita. You bitch. Takashita. Takashita. Yeah. Takashita. Uh, it is JBL, Eddie Guerrero, Booker T, and Undertaker. Wow, I have no memory. The of that. main event of Ar- Armageddon 04. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, oh, anything. I do have something if you don't have anything. Because mm. uh, sometimes we bitch about our jobs. For the first okay. time in my tenure at my job, I got lippy with customers on the phone. Yes. Yes, this is great. Please do. <sighs> Folks, it's Memorial Day weekend, right? I'm setting the scene for you. It's Sunday night. I had been there for... I opened at this point. It's like we're coming up on like 10.30. So I was there for a long fucking day, right? We start getting phone calls from people. Our kitchen's falling apart. Everything sucks, right? It's <sighs> it's unbelievably stressful. We start getting phone calls from people at the end of the night. I'm just waiting to get my money and leave. I take three phone calls in a row... From very drunk and very stupid people. <laughs> I'm not here to judge you if you drink on Memorial Day weekend. That doesn't confront me, right? That's not my fucking problem. The problem here is that I'm sober at this point. And I have to fucking deal with them. So the first one, guy that calls, answer the phone. Hey, how can I help you? You know, whatever. Yeah, I just you know, guy tried to deliver pizza, and I go tried to, like, <laughs> huh? And he goes, yeah. So I told him I need change for a hundred, and I go. Okay, which this happens all the time, right? It's it's not a big deal. He goes, well, he didn't have it. He's like $40 short. And I go, okay. Now, as soon as he says that, I'm thinking, I know how much business is coming here, especially today. I guarantee you, whoever delivered your food has the change that they need. Not a doubt in my mind. You know what I mean? There's yeah, no yeah, way, yeah, yeah. right? He goes, yeah, he just didn't have it. He's like $40 short. I'm like, Okay, so clearly then you did not get your change. Well, no, I didn't get it. I'm like, okay, did you get your pizza? Well, no, and I go, go on. He's like, well, you didn't have my change, so I gave it back to him. He just left without it, and I go, okay, so you didn't get what you asked for. Sure, you didn't get charged for it, though, so you're not out any money or anything. You're just inconvenienced. And he goes, well, yeah, and I go, okay, so if you want, we can easily send that pizza back to you with somebody that has change. Well, no, that's not the point. I go, well, then what is? Because now I'm getting fucking hot, right? And he goes, well, this has happened like four or five times, and as soon as he says that, I know that's not true. I would have heard about it, right? Yeah, somebody yeah, would have been yeah. like, yeah, this fucking guy, you know, whatever. But he's like, this has happened like four or five times. I go, okay. Uh, and? He goes, well, I just think it's becoming a real trend. And I go, you know what else is becoming a trend? You're not having smaller bills. And I hung up. And it felt so fucking good. God, that's such a cathartic story for you to just, for me to just hear. I can't imagine. I got to use the phrase, we're at an impasse recently with a customer. (laughs) And hang up on her. And it was amazing. She thought that we sent her something with, like one of our pizzas, we put a sauce on top of it, right? She's like, yeah, I've never had this before with that. And I go, no, we send it out that way all the time. Unless you ask otherwise. 
She's like, I've ordered this like five or six times for you guys, never gotten it this way. And I go, okay, well, I don't believe you. Uh, and she wanted a new one. And I go, we'll send you a new pizza without this sauce, but you're going to get charged for it. And she goes, well, I don't know why I should. I just don't like it. It's just not very good. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry you don't like it, but like you ordered something, you got it. You paid for it. That's the end of it. Yeah. She keeps going on and on about how she should get a new one for free, and I literally just got to say, well, then we're at an impasse here, because we're not going to do it. <laughs> like, I've come to realize uh, that, like, my job can't fire me. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. now I'm just going to, if somebody's an asshole to me over the phone, fuck you. Honestly, like, like I I'm not trying to pick a fight, by the way. I want to I wanna make that clear. What do you mean? With customers, I'm not tr- I'm not oh, yeah, being aggressive yeah. or hostile towards people. Oh yeah, this is a responsive action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, part of me like, I understand why you can't just be like, "Man, fuck you, dude." Sure, but honestly, if they say "fuck you," you should be able to say "fuck you" back. Right. I hate that we have to be like, "But I'm sorry because you can't." I that's. I'm past it at this point. Like honestly, I'm getting there, dude. I'm, I'm at the getting I'm at so the point close. now where I kind of sometimes I want people to be <laughs> like that to me. Yeah, dude. Like every time that like one of our servers comes back from the bar and they say like this person's being a real asshole, I'm like, how bad? Tell me how bad. Do I need to go there? Do I need to walk up there and talk to this person right now? <laughs> I've got good insurance. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like it's it's. Uh, I had a guy call and try to order same uh, same night. This was one of the other calls. I got lippy with somebody. He calls and orders a delivery for the Hilton in Peru, and I go, "There is no Hilton." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, yeah, there is. I made it." And I go, "No, you're not." <laughs> and then I had to rattle off all the hotels in this fucking town. And he's like, "Oh no, no, it's that one." I was like, "Is it? Is it now?" <laughs> God, like, ah, dude. I, I honestly now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even remember what the third one is. I just remember there were three in a row. Oh no no I, I do remember what it is now. I'm sorry. Basically, this person was drunk as fuck and they couldn't spit out what they wanted oh, and yeah. kept changing it. And I finally got fed up and said, "You know what? Call us when you figure it out." And I hung up. <laughs> yeah, and the crowd goes wild. Basically, yeah. And then the best part is, thirty seconds later, phone call from the same number, different person clearly in the same house he says yeah we we just tried and called the order i you know she probably had you all kinds of confused and i go uh-huh did you get it figured out <laughs> like uh, uh, I just, uh, you know what here's another thing we had three parties of 15 people each come into this fucking restaurant tonight while i was at work before i came here to record not one of them had a reservation not one of them even called and said hey I'm part of a mob of 15 fucking people. We're on our way. Who? What? <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> Dude, I, I can remember very clearly, like, when I was a kid, uh, before my parents split, there's four of us and two adults, right? Mm-hmm. If we wouldn't go to any restaurant, if we were, if it was one of those few rare occasions where we got to go out to eat together as a family at a chain restaurant, they'd call two hours beforehand and say we have a party of six which in reality it's four kids and two adults one of them being in a high chair and they're like okay cool and sometimes we'd get there and you'd get that weird buzzer pager thing 
Mm-hmm. You know, that just yeah, goes off and yeah. tells you, you know, and then they mispronounce the name, everything is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Always. Always. But, like, that was for six fucking people. And then these armadas of shitheads come <laughs> strolling in 15 wide and say, I need my food in 10 minutes or I'm going to throw a fit. Go to hell. Suck it. Eat a dog's ass. God damn it. Eat a dog's ass, ass. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> we can't bring that here. Do you think we could bring that here? I don't think we could bring that Fat here. Fat Russell Crowe? Yeah. No, not yet. Uh, by the way... Not I- yet! <laughs> <laughs> um, you once pitched this idea of doing bonus episodes that have, like, nothing to do with the normal format, where basically yeah. we'd watch the first half of a movie, and then do, like, a live commentary over the back half type of thing. And then, uh, yeah, and then we would go, go into yeah, yeah. Uh, reactions on sure, it. Sure, yeah. Just because we could do a live reaction into, like, a, my thoughts on it. Right. But some movies are long. But I, I like this concept better, because then you've gotten the exposition and everything out of the way. Yeah. And no matter what we're watching, we're basically going to be chatting over the fucking end of a movie where everything's set up. You don't need to... You know what I mean? You yeah, can pay yeah. less attention to that back half. Yeah. I think that's the first time we brought that up on air? Yes. Uh, that's crazy. You just... 100%. I am so on board with this, and I would love to do one on Unhinged. And okay. I think that you and me have watched that movie together at least twice. I think it's only once. I oh, only, really? I okay, maybe once. once. But I would love to do that. I think that would be fun as fuck. No, it was twice. I think it was twice. I, I, I think it was you and me, and then... We showed Connor. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm. That seems right. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. What was it? You know what? One of my pitches would be hmm. for this uh, little format idea: hmm. the Batman. Love that because I absolutely still have love that. Not seen it, and oh, I want to. Fuck it, rules. I want to. Uh. So. Anything else that you would really like to get into before this? I don't think there's anything I have to get into as far as undercard stuff. I think I'm going to save the rest of it for the third episode sure, of tonight. Sure, sure, sure. Because I just kind of want to get into this deal here. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of deals that I want to get into. One of them, of course, being... Pierre Abernathy's Captain Long John Silver D's, please. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Are you Pierre Abernathy, owner and promoter of St. Louis Anarchy, one of the better wrestling promotions in the Midwest scene? Has this ever happened to you? Is this a reference to their podcast from several years ago, but you still think it's kind of funny every time you replay it? Have you ever walked into a Captain D's by mistake, <laughs> thinking that it was a Long John Silver's because you're a fucking idiot who can't read the signs or tell the differences between your fast food fish establishments, and you slam coupons down on Captain D's and just yell, Captain D's, please, because for some reason you think that coupons work like currency, but then the girl working the register says, those are for Long John Silver's, and you have to say, oh my god, you're right, and pay full price for your Captain D's? Has that ever happened to you? Well, not anymore. Not with Pierre Abernathy's Captain Long John Silver D's, please. The only 
fast food fish fry restaurant where you can take coupons from another establishment, bring it in, and unnecessarily order something that you're not actually paying for with American currency. That's right. It's Pierre Abernethy's Captain Silver D's Long John Silver's Please and Thank You. The only place where we accept coupons as money even if they're not our own. So anyways, oh my god. <laughs> now, that let's... one was a trip. <laughs> that's that's what we call a one percenter. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh so I want to I want to tell people what we're actually talking you, okay, about. Okay, you said that few people would get it. Yeah, I didn't think you meant that few people. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay, so I do have something that I really, really want to get into, but it doesn't make sense unless people know what we're talking about here today. Guys, we're gonna make Connor Hopkins happy. Okay, yeah. We're doing yeah. the first ever episode of Impact on Spike TV, as in TNA Impact, as in what is now just known as Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is from August of 2005. So, the thing I want to get into. When you first pitched this, can I get into this first? Absolutely. When you first pitched this, I thought you meant like the first ever episode, and then I looked that up, and I was like, this is from 04, I thought Impact mm-hmm. started in like 02, and then I was like, which one is that one in this, um, what's happening sure. here? But now I understand, after today, I understood what you meant by this. Yes. And I watched the correct show. Good. Now, the reason I'm going to do this thing that I'm going to do, and by the way, I don't know how well this next bit will go. Okay. If if, the, if this goes badly, I will abandon it. Okay, midway through, I I don't care. Okay, but I'm scared. At guy. the time of this episode, TNA was actually officially called NWA TNA, mm-hmm. and the show was called Impact because they had very strong ties to the NWA. That was yep. part of their brand and everything. They had the NWA World Title, the NWA Tag Team Titles, the X Division Title was called the NWA TNA X Division Title. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. So I thought to myself, self, let's bring back a tried and true classic bit for this show. Okay. But let's I'm pursue strapped this. In. I'm, let me just tell you, yep. I'm strapped in. Boy, howdy, you fucking better be. Let's pursue this fracas to its final stupidity. Guys. Final stupidity? Well, we'll I see. I feel like there's some more stupidity to uncover, but. Guys, I'm about to read on the air the title lineage, according to the good people at Wikipedia. Of the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. I think this will be interesting, and then there's going to be a point where it will just become gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. The first ever NWA World's Heavyweight Champion was Orville Brown. Yeah, a name that I have never heard of until I looked this up. This was on Ju- year? July 14th of 1948. Mm. Wow. In Des Moines, Iowa. So here's the bit. In July 1948, the NWA was founded. Brown was recognized as the official NWA World Heavyweight Champion. His reign length is calculated from the day he defeated Sonny Myers to claim the first World Heavyweight Championship. So, July of 1948... Orville Brown. Wow. Remember when you could just get away with naming someone Orville? <laughs> All right. 
It's well, no, but it's kind of crazy to think like that. There's think, so think many names that. that just are because gone. Because you think that being the first ever mm-hmm. of something cements your legacy. Yeah. Well, and I have I, I I consider myself a little bit of a historian. I had never even heard of this fucking exactly. Guy. I'm a dabbling historian. <laughs> so that's July of '48. Second one, you may have heard of this guy, Luthez. Wins it in November of 49. Hang on, let's see what the notes here say. Oh my god. It was awarded to Luthez when Orville Brown suffered career-ending injuries in an automobile accident on November 1st. Huh. He had also won the Los Angeles Olympic Auditorium World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, huh. So that's in November of 49, Ron Luthez. It then goes to Leo Nomalini? Uh, another name I'm not familiar with. Oh, fuck. This is already getting murky here. <laughs> Nomalini defeated Luthez by count out in the second fall. And disqualification in the third fall. California Athletic Commission recognized the title change by disqualification, but both wrestlers continued to claim the title. If I recall correctly, this was the impetus... Is that the word I'm looking for? What what are you you trying to say here? Impa... This was the origin, I'm sorry, of the title not changing hands on a DQ. Okay. Okay, so that's March of 55. July of 55, Luthez defeats Leo Nomalini in a in a rematch. After that, it is won by Whipper Billy Watson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in March of 56. Whipper was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Luthez wins it back in November of 56. Edouard Carpentier wins it. In June of 57, he was awarded the title when Luthez could not continue the match due to back injury. Yeah. Uh, Luthez wins it back in July of 57. There's massive notes on this. I'm not going to read it. We'll never get through this. <laughs> Dude, it would be interesting to get into those notes sometime, <laughs> but like, Jesus. Yeah. We're, so by much. the guys, we're only at 1957 here. Okay. Dick Hutton, when it. Won it in November of 57. Pat O'Connor in January of 59. Buddy Rogers. Yeah. July 30th, 1961. Killer Kowalski, November of 61. Bruno San Martino, August of 62. Amazing. Bruno defeated Buddy Rogers but refused to accept the title because Rogers had wrestled with an injury. That's the ultimate babyface thing. I beat you, but it doesn't matter because you're hurt. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bobo Brazil wins it in 62. Buddy Rogers wins it in October. Buddy Rogers is listed again. I don't care. Back to Luthez in 63. Then Buddy Rogers. Gene Kaniski wins it in 66. Dory Funk Jr. Holy shit, that's a hell of a run here. Hang on. 
Gene Kaniski wins it January 7th of 66. Dory Funk Jr. wins it in February of 69. It's a three-year run. Mm. There's no notes on it. Hell yeah. Harley Race. One of the... Not the first, but one of the first names that we've of note on here. Wins it in 73. Then Jack Briscoe, Giant Baba, Jack Briscoe, Terry Funk, Harley Race, Giant Dusty Baba? Rhodes. That's right. Yes. Uh, Harley Race. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race, Giant Baba again. Yeah. Well, there's five years in between those Giant Baba runs. Yeah. Harley Race, Giant Baba, Harley Race. Tommy Rich, Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair wins his first NWA World's Championship September 17th of 1981. All right. That's the start of an era. Yep. The, the mid- Flaira, if you will. I'm the, sorry. The Midnight Rider wins it in February of 82. Hang on. The Midnight Rider? Uh, hold on, let me explain. On February 9th, 82 in Miami, the Midnight Rider, Dusty Rhodes, under a mask due to being suspended in the state of Florida, okay. defeated Flair for the title, but he returned it when NWA President Bob Gagel asked Ryder to unmask or return the championship belt, as NWA rules then forbade masked wrestlers from holding it. Forbade? Yeah. You could Is not that the be. Word? You could not be. Yeah. You were forbidden. You were forbade. Hmm. Okay. I, I actually didn't title know that. Then, yep. Title then goes back to Ric Flair. Then Jack Venino? Not familiar with this gentleman. Oh, okay. This is, Okay, now I understand. Okay. Jack Venino defe- defeated Ric Flair in the Dominican Republic. He refused to defend the title outside of his native country. The title was returned to Flair on the same day. So, th- I do know what this is now. So, basically... Uh, Flair wrestled this guy in Dominican in the Dominican Republic, and he was so over and beloved by the crowd that Flair was genuinely afraid, if I win, there's going to be a riot. They'll fucking kill me. Yeah. So he just went under and was like, well, well I'll just sweep that under the rug, and then this was the way that they covered it. So okay. That's that. How, insa- how insane is the aura of wrestling from At back this then, point, dude. this is in 1982. In, and in the like, Flair didn't. He, you know what I mean. You can't just call the states. You can't call the cops. Like, I I had forgotten about the gentleman's name, but I do remember this story. That like he was genuinely afraid. They'll if I win, they'll fucking kill me. That's yeah yeah. And people sit here and talk about like John Cena holding his hat up or, or holding the belt up when he comes out for ECW One Night Stand. It's like no. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so then back to Flair, basically, on the same day. Mm-hmm. Carlos Colon, father of uh, Carlito. Back to Flair. Victor Hovica. This style change is not recognized by the NWA. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. He defeated Flair in Trinidad. The decision was reversed three days later because Hovica's feet were on the rope during the pin. Flair. I kind of like stuff like that, though. That's I it's, don't hate it. it. It's yeah. like a weird, like it. You could be reviewing that for a while. Sure, you know, it, I. It makes it. Well, it's almost like football in this. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. that. 
Uh, so it goes back to Flair, then Harley Race, then Flair, then Harley Race, then Flair. Oh my god, okay. Then Carrie Von Erich. Uh, this is in May of 84. Mm. So now at this point we're moving on to Jim Crockett Promotions. So this is... Hell it's yeah. still NWA, but this is the era that we're in here, right? Okay. So Flair wins it, May 24th of 84. Then Dusty Rhodes, baby, takes it off him. Over two years later, holy shit. Flair holds it from May of 84. Dusty wins it in July of 86. Mm. Then back to Ric Flair. A month, not even a month. God damn. Okay, so this says Dusty wins it July 26th. Flair wins it back August 9th. What is it, two weeks? Um, Hans Stone, Ronnie Garvin, wins it then in September of 87, so a a year after Flair's last run. Now, we're in the World Championship Wrestling era of the NWA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, Sting, Ric Flair... Tatsumi Fujinami in 91. Ric Flair. <laughs> the title was then vacated. Yes, dude. I can't yes. believe that we got this far without one, by the way. But yes. I think it's just because those earlier decades are just like, yeah, it didn't happen, see? <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. Flair was stripped of the NWA title upon signing with the WWF. Uh... Masahiro Chono is the NWA World Champion in August of 92? What? The gap in time here. Okay, so Flair is stripped in September of 91. Mm-hmm. The next listed champ is Masahiro Chono in August of 92. So almost a full year. He says, holy shit. Chono defeated Rick Rude in the finals of the G1 Climax Tournament with tournament, which that year was for the NWA title. That's... What the... What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Now we're starting what to get... What the shit just happened? <laughs> Masahiro Chono defeats Rick Rude in the finals of the G1 <laughs> for the vacant for a year NWA world title. And this is our Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So what far. the fuck? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Great Muda wins it in January. Barry Windham beats Muda like two weeks later. Ric Flair! <laughs> yes, dude! Okay. Now we're getting into the fucking the meat and potatoes because we're at this point, we're at July of 93. This was a long walk, folks, but it's, I'm it's glad you're off. with us. The title was then vacated. Yes! Uh, okay, I am going to burn through these notes. Just a, all right. WCW withdrew from the NWA on September of 93, but the NWA continued to recognize Ric Flair as their champion and tried to reach a deal with WCW for the title. He dropped to a wrestler of the NWA's choosing by the end of the year. Uh, communications broke down. They tried to obtain a temporary restraining order against WCW. <sighs> Um, blah, blah, blah. WCW managed to keep the belt. They dropped any mention of the NWA name. Yeah, okay. Wow. So, now we're just at the NWA. Holy shit. The first one of these at this era. So, now we're in 94. 
four, the first one of these I'm so very aware of, Shane Douglas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the fucking... This is the night that ECW was born. So, August 27th of 94, um, blah, 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 title tournament, Shane Douglas defeats Two Cold Scorpio. This is the... And they can all kiss my ass! Throws the belt down. One of the greatest moments in... In my mind, in wrestling history, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so shitty, but I love it. As such, you can then imagine that the title was then vacated. Yes, dude. Oh. <sighs> All right, so then we start with uh, ECW over there. Um, after that, Chris Candido defeats Tracy Smothers in a tournament mm. final. Was it the G1 Climax? It was not, somehow. <laughs> That's one of the craziest things I've heard in my life. That sentence <laughs> blew my mind. Holy shit. Uh, so Chris Candido wins it in November of 94. Then, Dan Severin. Hey! Zawa alumni, Dan Severin. Um, I talked to him about flooring. <laughs> uh, after that, it's uh, Naoya Ogawa, who won it. Whoa, what the fuck? Dan Severin won it in February of 95. This says Ogawa won it in March of 99. That's a... Yeah. I'm gonna call that a four-year fucking run for our boy Dan. Jesus. Uh, Gary Steele, someone I've never heard of, beats Ogawa. Ogawa wins it back. Um... The title was then vacated. Yes. In July dude. of 2000. Ogawa just vacated the championship. That's all it says. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even a fucking explanation. It yeah, literally fuck just says. this, dude. I'm out, dude. <laughs> you take your fucking belt back. <laughs> After that, uh, Mike, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Pronounce, er, Rapata? Rapata? I don't know. Uh, he defeated Jerry Flynn in a tournament. Holy shit. November of 2000, the NWA World title was won by Sabu. Um, he lost it back to Mike Rapida, Rapata, whatever. Uh, Steve Carino wins it in April of 01. Wow, this is taking a turn. <laughs> yeah, but we got 20 some odd more years to go. The title was then vacated. Yes. Uh, oh my god. I didn't expect this many, though. It then went to Shinya Hasamoto mm. in uh, December of 01. It's kind of dope. Back to Dan Severin in 02. What? Uh, yeah, I guess. I The title was then vacated. Yes. <laughs> Dan boy Severin, Dan took a Dan vacation, Se- dude. He was stripped of the title after refusing to make a defense at the inaugural NWA TNA pay-per-view. So now, wow, what? (laughs) I don't know. I have no further information. So now we're in the official TNA era, okay? Okay. So June the 19th... I forgot there was a TNA era of this. Oh, yeah. So June the 19th of 2002, if I told you to guess who wins this NWA title at this point, and this is the first NWA TNA show... My my guess would be Jeff Jarrett. Ken fucking Shamrock. <laughs> what? That's right. Ken Shamrock, former NWA world title. Oh my god, dude. Uh, he wins... 
Some sort of a gauntlet match type thing. I don't know. Um, after that, R-Truth, Ron Killings. Mm. When's it? In August of 2002. Then Jeff Jarrett in November of 2002. AJ wins it in June of 03. Then Jeff Jarrett. Then AJ. Then Ron The Truth Killings. Then Jeff Jarrett. Then Ray Gonzalez. Who the fuck is Ray Gonzalez? Hang on. Gonzalez was stripped of the title later in the evening due to having the fall been counted by the wrong referee. The train was initially ignored by NWA and TNA with Jeff Jarrett continuing to be recognized as champion. Gonzalez was retroactively recognized by the NWA beginning in February of 2015. Wow, that's just stupid. That's Uh, just fucking dumb. So then it just goes back to Jeff Jarrett. Uh, AJ Styles, Raven, Mm. Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Now we're at the point of our main event of the evening. So Jeff Jarrett, September of 2005. Yeah, okay. Then Rhino, Jeff Jarrett. Christian Cage wins it in February of 06. Mm. Jeff Jarrett, Sting, Abyss, November of 06. Christian wins it back in January of 07. The title was then vacated. Mm. Bringing it back. Yes, In dude. May of 2007, Christian Cage was stripped of the championship when the NWA ended its business agreement with TNA. Oh, yeah. Well, I expected that one. Kurt Angle, which I think we talked about that on the show, where it was like he won... When I did the TNA title match, it was like Kurt yeah. Angle and then it stripped him. Yeah. Okay, so now we are back to just the NWA floating on a breeze on its own. So September 1st of 2007, Adam Pierce. Wow. He defeated Brent Albright in the finals of the Reclaiming the Glory tournament. Pierce competed as a substitute for Brian Danielson. Whoa. Uh, wow. Pierce, I'm sorry, Danielson withdrew to a detached retina. I remember that was a thing. Uh, Morishima gave him that. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow, it's so crazy how, like, history, like, there's so many details in history that, tie that will never be seen. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Brent Albright wins it in August of 08. I've seen that match. It fucking rules. This is at an ROH show. Hmm. Adam Pierce wins it back. Blue Demon Jr. wins it in October of 08. Adam Pierce wins it back. Then Colt Cabana. Then The Sheik. Okay. The title was then vacated. Yeah. Yeah. The Sheik refused to defend against Adam Pierce. What an idiot. I guess. Uh, then ass. Adam Pierce wins it. Uh, he defeated the Prophet. Jimmy Rave and Sean Tempers in a four-way match to win the vacant title. Then it went to Colt Cabana. Uh, let's see. National Wrestling Alliance slash International Wrestling Corporation. So this is a new era, even, for this place. For this thing. Scroll, damn it. All right. Adam Pierce. The title was then vacated. Yes. Cahagas. Oh, my God. November 2nd of 2012. Wow. Cahengus won an elimination match for the vacant title by last defeating Damian Wayne. Cahengus. Cahengus. Uh, yeah. Alright. There's that. Rob Conway. Wow. Just look at him. (laughs) Just look at me. In March of 2013, uh, Satoshi Kojima 
When's it? January of 2014 at Wrestle Kingdom 8? <laughs> what the Wow. Fuck? Um, Rob Conway wins it back. Uh, Hiroshi Tenzin. Oh, my... F- I'm sorry. Hiroyoshi Tenzin wins it in February of 2015. Jax Dane. I got nothing. Wins yep. it. I have no idea. In August of 2015, Tim Storm. Uh, this is about the time when I start like actually hearing again about the NWA, I think. Tim Storm wins it in 2016. Nick Aldis wins it in December of 2017. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, Nick Aldis. Aldis holds it for, in essence, three years. Then Trevor Murdoch. And now, the current reigning, defending... NWA heavyweight champion of the world, Matt Cardona. I love it. Wow. What a, what a, what, just twists and turns. What a fucking tale that was. God damn, that took forever. If you're still listening to the show, it's, good. This is going to be such a long episode, dude. Well, let's get to this fucking shit then. Let's get to this opening. Nope, let's get to this uh, main event. So. The first episode of Impact on Spike TV. That was amazing, by the way. Thank I think you. that was really good. That movie. was fun. Um, I One of my first notes on this just says, I was so excited for this. Like, when this happened, I was fucking stoked. Because, yeah. like, I love TNA. I just didn't get the chance to watch it much other than, like, the pay-per-views every month at my buddy's house. Mm-hmm. And, like, occasionally you'd see it on Fox Sports 1. Yeah. But... They didn't mm-hmm. have, like, a set time slot. It was yeah. like a, oh, we'll throw this on on whatever hour thing. Yeah, man, I was stoked for this. And then I noticed the runtime, 42 minutes. Yep. Fuck yeah. You love your short shows. I do. It's just easier for me to pay attention. Uh, what did you think of this opening video package, though? I thought it was awesome. Loved it. I loved it. The phrase, toiling in fields of relative obscurity. Mm, dude. Because I, yeah. I like that because I'm like, okay, you're putting over that these guys have been on the, the quote-unquote underground, but you're not being shitty towards the platforms that you've had in the past. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I fucking loved it. This guy doing the voiceover that sounds like Keith David? Yeah. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Rhino is here. More are coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What do you think of the opening theme... Slash video package. I thought that was dope. The, it was yeah. kind of like an orange tint. There's a lot of shots of just people like turning around aggressively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like that gets me hyped though. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. You don't Absolutely have to do shit it. to get me hyped, dude. Just give me like a lot of quick cuts of people just looking at the camera. <laughs> You're good. I'm hype. I'm. They had that good shot of AJ doing the phenomenal forearm where he's like coming at the camera and just yeah. looks like, ah, and just falls. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, they also, they refer to the show as your 60-minute adrenaline rush. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So, this opening matchup. Mm-hmm. You pitched this to me, pitching this opening matchup, actually. Yeah. You pitched it to me as, uh, let me just say what you said to me. Yeah. Yeah, the first matchup is... AJ Styles and Roddy, and they do every move ever. Mm-hmm. So, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Um, 
my memory of this being a little off because I hadn't watched this in ages. Actually, I don't know if I ever rewatched this. I may have just watched it the night that it aired because I know I watched this the night that it aired. I was so excited. Okay. I remember AJ and Roddy doing everything, and I thought this match went like two or three minutes. It might go four. Yeah. It's a li- it's slightly longer than I remember it being, but they do even more than I remember them doing. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it's crazy. I loved it. I loved I it. I also love that they put over on commentary that they did an online fan vote for who should be in the opening match for this, which is real. That that happened, and AJ won in a landslide because he's like the most popular guy at that point yeah. in the company. But I was like, what a cool way to both interact with your fan base, get some knowledge about the people watching your product, but also make this show an important thing. Yeah. Like, just the idea of, oh, you're on first, that's important. Even though it's just a match. Mm-hmm. Um, my note here just says, Roddy really is the, just this generation's Dean Malenko. Big time. Absolutely. Big time. He's always going to be there with guys that are more exciting than him because he can <laughs> base for them and move for them. Mm-hmm. Like, he can have a good match with anybody. He can't talk to save his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, kind of built the same, especially in this era. Yo, bitch. He's built yeah. better now. Roddy's built better now. Yeah, he's like he's, shit right Yeah, now. hell yeah. Yeah, he's a cardio monster. But at this point, he looks just like Team He really does. Dude. He's got that kind of a bigger upper body and a little slightest bit of baby fat around his middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, this dive, too, that AJ does in this. Mm hmm. Front flip, legs to the guardrail. Roddy catches him as much as he can. I guess there's just nowhere for him to go. Oof. Just, Painful. My my note here just says AJ has ruled for so long. Yeah. So long. He's, He's 05. Get, yeah. He's getting to that point now where people take him for granted. Yeah, that's a big shame. Yeah. Big, like, he could easily be world champion. He could dethrone Roman. Why not? He could, easily. Dude, they had those He's matches back in, like, 2016, and they were so fucking good. Yeah, They'd be so much better now. Uh, Chris Daniels comes out on the ramp, talks some shit to AJ. Yeah. Stuff happens. AJ wins. Real good. Loved it. Um, I love a hype vid for Monty Brown, too. Yeah, it was very cool. Um... I especially love that the hype video for Monty Brown went directly into an interview I, of Monty Brown. I have a note on that. Like, what the... F- this is such a weird like, choice to me. Uh, I do have a note here also that just says, Don West only eats cocaine. Uh, he is mm-hmm. high and tight on this he, whole dude, show. the whole time is, Oh my God, I can't believe it! Can you believe <laughs> The star, the athleticism. Um, yeah, the Money Brown video package, though, straight into the Money Brown interview, I was like, all right, well, that's some hot brown on brown <laughs> action, I guess, but hot Monty on Monty mm-hmm. action. Um, Shane Douglas, okay, okay, real quick. A couple of quick things. I really liked Monty Brown. I, I think we talked about him a little bit on this show. Mm-hmm. He was just endlessly entertaining to me. Yeah. Because he seemed like... like I thought he was a pretty good promo, but he needed somebody to be writing his promos. 
because his shit always seemed like he was doing it on his own, and it just came off like he was Ugh. like playing pro-, pro wrestler. Yeah, he just seemed like somebody was like, "Oh, this is what I've seen guys do. I'm just gonna put some bullshit verbiage on it and do that." Yeah, like it's it's very, I don't know, cosplayish. But I just no, I know, I know. what you mean. Um, so I have nothing about this promo besides he sings he yells his, I, I, I is this the one that he starts by doing the immigrant song yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah thank you um which also um, doesn't match the character I don't know uh, I don't know dude <laughs> <laughs> so okay Just... <laughs> hang on do you have anything else about this promo because I have something that absolutely fucking shattered me I don't have anything else about his promo. I have something about what happens next, but... Okay, so hang on. I don't know if you got this or not. So he's being interviewed by Shane Douglas, right? Yeah. Shane Douglas all of a sudden just says, I'm being told there's a commotion in the back. we got to get a camera. Yes! There. But here's my note on this. He's not wearing an earpiece. He just <laughs> puts his thumb and his finger to his ear. There's no cord there. There's nothing. And just... <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! I shattered it. <laughs> like I didn't, I've never noticed that. It, I didn't, dude, I didn't notice that. It's like he has a babble fish in his head or something. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! I just thought it was stupid because he goes, "I'm getting word that there's a commotion in the back, and we get a camera there, and and it immediately immediately cuts, cuts to, to the camera that's there." Two things that would have improved that a little bit. One, if he had had an earpiece and wasn't just <laughs> plugging his own ear. Big time. And two, imagine if he had said, can we get a camera back there? And it was then cuts to a camera running, even if only for two seconds, and coming around the corner and then filming the thing. Fine. I would have accepted Fine. this. But yeah, no, I, I'm 100% with you. I'm not having a fuck piece of god oh damn god. that killed me raven hits everyone with a trash can my next note just says larry zabisco says ba- larry zabisco basically says and stay out <laughs> like almost to a t i've never liked larry zabisco i hate his name <laughs> i i didn't like him as a commentator in wcw I don't like him here. Outside of his creation of the TNA kick, I don't respect his in-ring <laughs> contributions. Like, just a, a boring, Three Stooges-looking man. He re- Big time, dude. But he doesn't look like any specific one of them. He looks like if Mo and Larry fucked. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. No, dude. No, hey, he's actually, all three of them. He's all three of them. Holy shit! Larry is his first name, right? And, oh the, and his last God. name is a mixture of the the other two. What are the other two? Mo, Mo, and, and Curly. Curly, yeah. Larry. <laughs> I I always pronounce Zabisco. it Larry Zabisco Mo. I I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I'm getting that wrong, but yes. I I always pronounce I'm pretty it sure Larry his, Curly Mo. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm also pretty sure that his middle name is actually Curly. Uh. <laughs> Larry Curly Zabiskmo. 
Dude, inventor of the, me. Inventor of the TNA kick. Contributor of nothing else. Uh, oh my god. After this, Monty Brown has a match with a gentleman named Lex Lovett, whom I've never heard of before yeah, or I after. I thought, was, I thought it was David. Uh, this is squash. It's fine. Uh, on the commentary, they say they call the pounce the most devastating move in Impact Wrestling. It's not true. Like I love the pounce. I know you don't care for it. I love the pounce. It's not. It's not even the most devastating move on this episode of TV. My other notes on this are: first of all, how was he not a champ for them, dude? How did he? I not don't have know. A belt ever. They gave him nothing. I don't. I. I don't know. And my last note on this is: he does the pounce. It looks just as weak as it always does. And we're done. Um, after that, there's an a video package for the X Division. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, like that's the shit that like, because that means that makes your smaller divisions, yeah, mean something. Yeah, you put time into making this thing. This like, is like my that... favorite era of TNA is around here because it, like they they basically it was like okay, our NWA heavyweight title scene, right? This is going to be our name guys, most of which are coming from other companies. But they have name value, okay? Cool. They're going to work a TV style whatever match. Our tag scene is our tag scene. Mm-hmm. Good tag teams. The X Division is basically oh, you like the independence? Oh, you like Ring of Honor? Here's this for you. Correct. Like, and I was like that's so, I, I like the idea of having different divisions in wrestling. Yeah. Like, I wish more promotions would... Which I understand, though, it's hard because you have to have enough people in each division to fill that division. Correct. Like, it, you know, it would it would be very difficult to do financially and just creatively. Mm-hmm. But, fuck, man, that's such a cool concept. Big time. Uh, Whoa. So, so after this, we've got Triple Threat... Petey Williams versus Alex Shelley versus Chris Sabin. Alex Shelley and the Takas, big Dig fan. It. Yep, big fan. Uh, so I think I did. I don't know if I'm talking about it here or not. All I remembered from this show was the opening and one thing from the ending, which I barely got right, and everything else I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay. Um. So I didn't remember this match happening, but when I saw that this was what's happening, it's like this can only be excellent, dude. It's excellent. It's excellent. It's unbelievable. It's it's so uniquely TNA, though. Yeah. And that's what I kind of like about it. This era of TNA had its own feel, and I brought it up earlier when we yep. were watching AEW. Kaz was doing some stuff. I was like, that's a TNA pace. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so uniquely TNA. But do you think that it's because of, like, the company, or do you think that's, like, the first time that you saw such a pace of wrestling? Because for here, here's the thing. For a good amount of people, the first time that they saw what I would call the independent style of, of 05 was watching this show. Because more people would have watched this on, you know, some random episode, or random night on Spike TV, than had seen... Ring of Honor DVDs. Do, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't know if it, I don't know though because like there's been really 
highly fast-paced matches in the Fed at this point in the cruiserweight division That's fair. and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not quite the same as this pace. It's a weird thing. I yeah. can't quantify no, okay. it. Yeah. I can't I can, quantify I can it, but like this that's what this had. They did the ball where like uh Saban was up like yep. tied up in the ball. Grizzly drop kick to get him out of it. <laughs> I kinda dug that Shelley threw up the embassy hand taunt when he came out. Yeah. I I noticed that. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh look at you acknowledging yeah. some other things or whatever. Okay. Um um, what about this moonsault where Saban shatters his legs? Brother, God. Before that, they did this pin sequence that was Like a roll-up into a roll-up into a roll-up into a roll-up. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfathomable, dude. Great stuff. Great stuff. Unbelievable three-way spots. Saban's shins on the guardrail, it's dude. It's disgusting. Ooh. Uh... Also, they did a very good job of putting over all three of these guys, both in the match and on commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the... He does the face fucker thingy. Yep. With the... Skull thing. fuck! Um, so, there's also a lot of hype about the Destroyer. Yes. Now, here's the thing. It's weird to say now, but back then, only one guy did the Destroyer. Yeah, he was. His nickname was the Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, and nobody had seen it before. You know what yeah. I mean? Before he started doing that move, nobody had seen it. Nobody had even imagined. How it. do you come up with some shit like that? I don't know. I remember. Hey, I, do you think if I jump, you could do a backflip and I could get you in a pile driver? What? Like I still remember. I literally remember the first time somebody described it to me, and I didn't understand what they were saying. I literally thought they were talking about, like, an Alabama slam into a pile driver. <laughs> because they were just like, yeah, you know, like, it's like a pile driver, but there's a flip. And I was like, huh? Now, granted, they explained it the best way that you can, but at the time, that just it just didn't seem feasible. Yeah. And now, it's everywhere, and even if people pop for it, it doesn't matter. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't get sad on this episode. Not Bring gonna, it up. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna. Uh, yes. I love this match. And they did the smart thing by having Petey hit the Destroyer after. Yes. Because that way you're showing the world how fucking cool your roster is. We have the sickest move that there is. Yeah, yeah. Like and I, now you, I guarantee you people were like, I'm tuning in to see that again. Absolutely. Especially, like, if you're in that hey, position buddy, where... Oh, you gotta watch this. Imagine if you're uh, a person of the right age group, and all you'd seen at that point was uh, WWF and, and WCW. WCW's been gone for a couple years. You come across this, you saw that fucking Destroyer. It never been done before. Especially not on TV. Like... Yeah, and if you like WCW more than WWE, and then you found TNA, and you like the Destroyer, Buff Bagwell... Did a destroyer? I could show you the go on to do it. Um. Anyway, uh, that's real, by the way. If you didn't know that, Buff Bagwell is on the destroyer. It's weird. Um. After that, we got Zabisco in the back with fucking Tito Ortiz. Saban wins with the cradle shock. By the way. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. But yes. Yeah. There. Shane Douglas is like, hey, you said there was a surprise or something, right? And he's like, yeah, it's a surprise. You'll know when it's a thing. Oh, hey! And then it's immediately there. There's the surprise. 
Tito Ortiz. I'm curious what the what? scenery budget was for TNA at this time because <laughs> Shane Douglas was chewing on all of it. <laughs> what? Dude, he's overacting in this role. Like, <laughs> it, it's like watching a fucking uh, an old Superman cartoon and seeing the other, like, Daily Planet reporters. Dude. Oh my god, was that Tito Ortiz? Ha! <laughs> Dude, this, I, I I can't stand it. This is every time he'd be like in the middle like holding a microphone in front of the an argument, he'd be like this. Yeah, doing this face. I know Wide it's not a visual eyed, medium, yeah. but like the eyebrows are like up and yeah. also like they're angled down and the eyes are wide and his mouth like what are no, you No no one has ever been more interested in something. No one has ever been just more like a gog at anything. It's genuinely distracting. Was so good at taking away from wrestling matches that he went on to try to take away from segments. Uh, Ass. After this, we've got a hype video for Three Life Crew. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Not. It honestly, I know that we've talked about them before on this show. This hype video, I was like, this is worse than I remember. (laughs) And I don't remember liking it. Dude, how why would you do that to Ron? I don't know. <laughs> like what? Road Dog and Conan? I don't know. I I genuinely have no idea. Um moving on. Anyway, Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett. What? Oh, I'm sorry, not Jeff Jarrett. I just wrote that Rhino versus Jeff. My mistake. Whoa! Rhino versus Jeff Hardy. I was like, what the fuck did I watch? It's the Rhino versus the Jeff Hardy. Yes. With Jeff's awful, awful music here. <laughs> like, yeah. I know it's his Do you know band. which one it was? Because I know he's made a thousand of his theme songs. Dar- darkness to the mop, I straight couldn't... to the mop, and then keep mopping up. I don't know, whatever <laughs> the fuck. It's bad. It, I don't think it's another me, is it? Another me is what no, they'll never no, be. No, it's not that. Oh, dude, I like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I like No More Words. You can't talk but he, about that's that. That's not one. his band. Is that not him? No. I thought that was him. That's an I actual band. No, okay, that's a mind. that's a good song. Okay. Jeff, Jeff Hardy's band is bad. <laughs> it's just not good. I don't even know if it's a band. I thought he was making it all himself. Oh, fuck, you know. may be right. I think he made some of that shit himself in like a fucking trailer or something. Anyway, I love Rhino. Oh, yeah, got to. I love Rhino. Uh, this is solid. That's about as much as I can say about it. I was more yeah. excited for this than I was given. If that makes sense. No, like... Because then Abyss just attacks Jeff and it's a DQ. And then the... Oh, my fucking God. And then the the... Post-match. I don't even remember this post-match. You don't... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Thank you. 
That's enough of that. Oh no, dude. It's actively bad. That took, that like, honestly made me a little bit sad. It might be the worst thing that's happened in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't... So the lights go out. Yes. And fucking Sabu... Yes. ...comes out. Yes. They do a little brawl or whatever thing, and then it sets up... What does it set up Out comes Abyss... No, no, we're hyping oh. Monster's Ball. Oh, yeah. Is what it is. It was Abyss attacks Jeff. That's yep. a DQ. Abyss and... Rhino. Rhino and attack Jeff. Yep. And then Sabu comes out, and then they all fucking scatter, and then that's the hype. Now, I have a couple of notes on this thing. That's a pretty neat build. I, I, I dug it. I actually did like that. Two yeah. things here. The concept of Monster's Ball is... Un... Believable. <laughs> okay. We're going to take these guys, and they literally say we're going to lock them in a room for oh, 24 yeah. hours oh, yeah. with no food, water, light, or sound, and then just unleash them. And I want to be like, they're going to be dehydrated and hungry. That's not going to make for a good fight. <laughs> they should just be like, yeah, over, you know, whatever. It's rabid. Not, sure, we'll go with that. But I, one quick note here. I'm just genuinely curious. Did Jeff Hardy versus Sabu ever happen? I hope not. I do too, but at the same time, yeah, that would be something. I hope not for Jeff's sake. (laughs) I hope not for the audience's sake, quite frankly. Uh, I hope not for my sake. So, they keep hyping the controversy in Canada. And one of the things... Nothing? Dude, I just... One, something just... You okay? Um, it's only list coming up with that Fatal 4-Way Monsters Ball match. But I almost psyched myself out because I saw someone on like one of the wrestling video games did Sabu versus Jeff Hardy Extreme Rules Iron Man match. And I uploaded oh it to YouTube. God. And it came up here and I was like, there's no fucking no. way that exists. But it's just a video game. Okay. But yeah, it's only coming up with that Fatal 4-Way. Sorry. Huh. Wild. Um, so one of the big things about this controversy in Canada, so like... Yeah, whoa, this weird... They have been hyping this the whole show, yeah. too. So like, we covered the NWA world title history, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Jeff Jarrett's champion, okay? Mm-hmm. Does business with Raven. Drops it to Raven at a pay-per-view. Not long before this, all right? Then it becomes, oh, fuck, we have this TV deal. We're going to Spike. We can't have Raven as world champ. Because they viewed Jeff Jarrett as a bigger name, better look, better promo, this, that, and the other, whatever, for TV. So, okay. Uh, at this BCW show, which is Scott Demore's promotion in Canada, by the way. There's your tie-in there. Okay. They do a title switch. So, at the time, it was kind of a holy shit, like, there was a title switch at a, an independent show. That's... Neat. Something, yeah. Honestly. Sure. Absolutely. And then they formulated this angle around it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Raven never got back to the TNA title. He never got back to the NWA title, which, as we covered on the thing, like, that was it. Yeah. Which kind of sucks for him because he was over as fuck at the time. 
and a big star for the company, worked hard, this, that, and the other. Yeah, that's all it was. They were I just kind of like, oh, shit, we got to get the belt off him. we got to put it on Jarrett. You don't, though. You don't. You really don't. You sure don't. But okay. Jarrett comes out, cuts a promo, says, I'm, I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah. When did they not become an NWA thing? I, for some reason, I thought that happened way sooner than this. Years after. It was legit. It was 07. Okay. Interesting. Because that's when Angle was... Angle won it, remember? And then it was stripped of it, and then it was the first TNA champ, and then, yeah. Yeah, it was 07. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so yeah. Uh, Scott Demore comes out and gets in the ring, and I wrote down, who is this fan? (laughs) That's funny, because I wrote down, Scott Demore fucking rules. (laughs) <laughs> really? I think he's so entertaining to me. Okay. He's just such a fucking obnoxious, at this point, shit. Like, yeah, I love he's it. Pretty, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, Three live crew comes out. This is so bad. And I wrote down, damn it. Yeah. Because I fucking hate it. This was like, just, I wrote down, this is a bad and basic promo. And it just seemed like the guys, specifically Conan, were just begging the audience there to react. So cheap pops from Conan, dude. And it's God damn. So then there's a brawl. The villains are getting up on this. And then Fucking yeah. three D. The Dudley's debut. Hell fucking yes. Uh huge pops. Gigantic. And if you paid attention to their their shirts, they've got like a trademark this and it's a fucking middle finger. Because they weren't allowed to be the Dudleys. Okay. Hence the name changed to Team 3D, and it being Brother Ray and Brother Devon. That's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Very, Don very West cool. is f- coming buckets, dude. Losing his absolute shit. Like, Jesus, dude. And then... Well, hang on. Well, We gotta set this up. So, the, the Dudley's Clear House... Yeah. They set up Jeff to do the 3D onto him. Yes. He just holds onto the rope and says, nah, screw this, and goes to bail. He's going up the ramp. Kevin Nash's music hits. His music is amazing here, by the way. Yeah. But there's this great shot of Jeff when he hears the music and the crowd responds where he just goes, what? No. 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 And turns around, and then there's Nash. I love it. That shot of Jeff was so funny fucking funny to me. Yeah. Uh, Nash comes out wearing carpenter jeans, I think. Oh my god, dude. He's and wearing an regular things. Yes. He looks like a dude. But he's uh, awesome. Also awesome. I awesome. 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 Also awesome. Fi- prison brews. What? Awesome prison brews. <laughs> Awesome prison bruise. Uh, bruise? Uh, what are you on about? What are you on about? So, what? what is it here? Jeff cowers into the ring and the Dudleys put him through a table and then Nash power bombs him. Did they put him through a table? I thought, Did they? I thought it was just a regular 3D. Or uh, maybe you're right. You might be right. And then, yeah, then the jackknife. Yes, and then Nash and cuts the most unenthused promo that even he has ever cut. Yeah. I'll yeah. see you at the pay-per-view, buddy. 
Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. Ah, uh, I love this show. I like the ending. I like that. I like. I like the way that they went off. See, I actually like the whole thing. I like. Well, I like the. Yeah, I like the whole thing too. Like there wasn't much. There, on the, the only dip for me was the the weird. I just the con- controversy in Canada thing was just a little weird. It was just too overhyped yeah. to me because they could have just easily said, "Here's what happened." Yeah. And then gone with it. It, it seemed didn't... like a way bigger deal than it was. And it didn't really play into anything specifically in the show. Yeah. Like, they could have just said, here's what happened. Here's the controversy. And then still had that backstage segment with Raven. And still in the shit with Jeff Jarrett at the end. Yep. Yeah. But, um... Overall, yeah. I loved it. And by the way, guys, if you're listening to this and you want to watch this show, it's available for free on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Super fucking easy to get to. Overall, thumbs up. Thumbs up. I'll give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Have you noticed that I've simplified my rating system ever since you bullshat all over my goddamn clock? I give this one a fucking solid A. But I'm just saying. I give it a 4 out of 12. What? A 5 out of 6. What are you on about? Huh? A 4 out of 12? Is that what you just said? No. I said an 8 out of 12. That's definitely not what you said. And I said a 6 out of 9. That's definitely not what you said. A B out of C? Bong in the Blitz? <laughs> what? Creeping a Suzette? Smoking a pancake? Are you referencing something, or is this a thing? Like, I wasn't, happening? and then I was. Jesus. I That was... How do we go back to normal speech? <sighs> I don't know, man. What really is normal speech at this point? Fucking moving your mouth and making it fucking talk, ass. What are we here doing?